0: Welcome to the Felicity Optimist vs. Cynic Podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch Podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. Just a reminder here, there may be some things we say about this episode that bring in stuff that may happen in future Felicity episodes because it's not a spoiler-free podcast. So just be aware of that before you jump in. I am Melissa and I'm here with my darling
1: co-host Fish, Fish, how are you doing today? Darling, wow, that's the first time.
0: Yeah,
1: I just slip that one in. It out. Um, yeah, I am. I have this whole new like world of audio stuff. Uh, I finally bought a headset that has a mic, and Yay! it's it's a little weird. I've been doing this whole podcast out of like ten dollar earbuds from Walmart. And as you've all noticed, um, Melissa sounds much more professional than I do, but now it's this really weird thing where I have like a headset on and I can't really hear myself talking. It's a little weird.
0: All That's right. strange. Well, uh, they should hit the big time. Yeah. You did it.
1: For- 40 bucks on Amazon. Go for That's it. That's it.
0: That's the big time. You can hit the big time for 40 <laughs> bucks on Amazon guys. That's the lesson
2: yes, today. You can. Nope.
0: Well, we are here today to talk about season two, episode 14. This one is called True Colors. It originally aired on February 20th, 2000, which is a very satisfying date. That would be 2-2-2000. Two, two, oh, <laughs> 2000 sorry. Um, anyway, it was written by Lawrence Trilling and directed by Ken Olin. We've seen some episodes, quite a few episodes that were directed by Lawrence Trilling, but never one that he was credited for writing it or the main writer. And then, in terms of episode description, Noel confesses to Ruby that he'd rather disappear than deal with her pregnancy, Ben seeks counsel from Ben, who shares details of a similar experience he had in high school. Meanwhile, Felicity's clinic boss tries to goad her into quitting during a clash over missing patient files. It ah, just misses all the magic. That episode I
1: mean, there's not even one mention of the ugly wallpaper no 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 there is not
0: well look that's what they wanted to say about the episode fish where do you want to start
1: i mean this one was a tough episode because we were in and out and in and out and there were so many quick scenes and then so many people in a scene so Mm -hmm. trying to take any kind of notes was it was a little difficult we Mm -hmm. had to pause quite a few times um I don't know how we would separate this out just because everyone is
0: so smushed together.
1: Yeah. So I figure we just kind of start at the beginning and see where it leads us.
0: That sounds good. Yeah. Well, it starts at Dean and DeLuca. It
1: does. With what I thought was holiday music, but it's not.
0: It's February.
2: February Yeah.
1: And um, Felicity's in a bad mood. Why? Because Greg...
0: He's so arrogant. She's not going to quit. She's not going to let him get the better of her. And she's just like, I kind of, I put distracted. She's just like bumping into things and like running into people and slamming into Ben and slamming into doors.
2: Look,
1: we know she's not particularly coordinated when she's, you know, fully there. When she's got something on her mind, you know, things just, they, they go haywire.
0: Yeah, that's what's yeah. happening here. Ben's like, uh, something's clearly wrong. And she's <laughs> like, it's fine, it's fine. Like, Greg's just arrogant. Bump, bump, bump. It's
2: just
1: so, <laughs> so much. Yeah. And Ben clearly, you know, not a fan of Greg, uh, fully admits here what I've been saying, which I enjoyed, that he is no good with authority. Javier is all he can handle. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, loving the idea of, of Javier as an actual authority figure like Felicity, stack those cookies more sadly.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, the guy who scoops yeah. <laughs> jelly out of a Danish with a finger and eats it and keeps it on the tray is his like most rigorous type of authority he can handle.
1: <laughs> I mean Again, the the boss who was going to have a fake wedding with his new employee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just for all the reasons that the boss who brings his cat mommy into yes. the office to make life decisions.
0: Yeah, Ben's bar for the amount of authority he can handle
1: <laughs> is rather low. It's pretty low. Yeah. Um, but he he's finding himself and and maybe he'll address that with dr pavone who is making him go to a philosophy class
0: yeah he just they uh, just drop that in there in Little this and yeah nugget. We we'll will. get the payoff pretty yeah. soon mm-hmm. yeah I actually quite like this little part of the story where he, she, he has to, this isn't going to be the only episode. It's not going to be a one and done. Like they just needed to get Ben into that conversation with Noel. There's going to be at least one other really great episode that stems from the fact that Noel's now Ben's TA. Um,
2: but I mean, they, he's, he's an authority figure.
0: figure. For sure. Sure is. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just
1: just kinda... can't, can't you see Noel as the, the authority figure? Oh, yeah yeah i feel like yeah we've got this episode called true colors which thankfully was not about felicity's father but seems to me to be a a lot about noel and his true colors and him Mm -hmm. trying to figure out who he is as a person and maybe also something that had like a play on the wallpaper.
2: I don't
0: know. I think that's a really fair assessment because, well, the next scene we're going to get here is going to be a Ruby Knoll scene. And this one they're in, I would assume this is Ruby's dorm room. And you're going to see like a bl- very blurred Ruby in the background. Really. You can only hear her voice. She's on the phone making an appointment, something to do with the baby
1: i loved how they shot this, this i mean we've really nice. got a close-up of noel and he is so distracted and that we as the audience can't even see
2: ruby
0: yeah
2: it she's is, really just like, like a done.
0: sort of a, a shape you know like yeah. so a blurry you weren't even sure if color. we were hearing um i
1: wasn't i wasn't sure if it i was like is that ruby
0: yeah. Um, we can hear yeah. her voice. Noel can hear her voice, and that's kind of cutting through his days. But she gets off the phone, and she's like, we have our first prenatal appointment! Yay! Yeah. Um, I love that see, use
1: of the word we.
0: Yeah. She can see Noel's not matching her energy.
1: Nope. That no, to- he is depressed, and he is pissed, and he's he's just trying to control himself i mean that it feels like that is how he is throughout this episode like during all reactions no matter what happens it's it's like he's just trying to control himself and figure out what he's feeling and who he is
0: yeah it's like at any given moment he has a hundred thoughts going through his brain and he's only given the green light to like three of them coming out of his mouth at any moment like
1: it's just I, I feel the opposite. I feel like he starts out and he just says the first thing that comes out of his mouth and and then he goes back and like reflects on it later and comes back with like prepared speeches at different times but he's just a bundle of emotions and he has to like flee the room at one point so he doesn't keep talking
2: um it's
0: well ruby's kind of pulling it out of him. like you don't want to go to this appointment
2: no he does not
0: he doesn't she's like well no one's forcing you you don't have to do anything here he's like really yeah (laughs) doesn't really seem like that he says because what i actually want to do is well she
1: says she says you can do whatever you want Mm -hmm. and he's like "Mm, not so much yeah i want this not to be my life
0: yeah
2: like
1: i want to be the guy who can blindly go through this by your side it's like noel knows that he wants to be the good guy and he also knows he's not
2: mm-hmm. which
1: is i don't know it's it's yeah he's such an interesting character
0: um he's been totally thrown for a loop here you know he you're right he's saying i want to be that guy and i can't
1: yeah but if you think about his dynamic in the show like what you first said you know that on a surface level it's like they've set Noel up as the good guy and Mm -hmm. ben as like the bad boy Mm -hmm. and just like going more and more into Noel. It's like he knows he wants to be that person and, and hopefully he gets there, you know, in the end, but it's, I feel like he's going on this whole journey and I'm just, I don't know. I'm really interested by it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do think that's what's so beautiful about this show is, you know, I've said it before. It's like, it's not just good guy, bad guy. It's whole people. Yeah. With warts and all like, they, they have their, their good qualities and their bad, and this show really gave us the full picture. And a situation like this Vernal is really bringing out all of it. You know, it's bringing yeah. out how he wants to be. It's bringing out how he actually is. It's bringing out the fact that this path that appears to be in front of him now with Ruby being pregnant and wanting to keep the baby is not part of any sort of plan he had for himself. You know, he was whatever track he was on, this isn't it. And so it's like trying to come to grips with a brand new reality. And in a way, mourning the loss of everything you thought you were moving towards. And it's like, well, this is this is what's in front of me now. This is where I'm headed.
2: Yeah, it's got to be.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, but I'm just going to say that I am grateful I have not faced anything like this. But- me
0: too. I mean, at that age especially, it's like, I think about all the stuff that happened for me in my 20s, from the beginning of my 20s to the end of my 20s. The 20s was a very informative time for me in terms of figuring out who I was. And for something, to imagine something like this happening and just being like, forget about that whole process. You now have to raise another human to figure out who they're going to be. And you don't even know who you are yet. (laughs) It's like, wow, it's such a big thing
1: to take on um i wish i had stayed in touch there was a girl in my high school who um got pregnant right out of high school Mm -hmm. and i don't know i we were pretty good friends in high school and i kind of wish i'd stayed in better touch with her just i don't know because she was a great person and also i'd like to see like What she's doing where she is because i know she dropped out of school and she was going to you know a top school and i think she wanted to be a doctor um just to kind of see like hey you know how are you doing how's your life um
2: yeah
1: what's up
0: yeah well
2: but
1: you know what i don't want to see anymore what the wallpaper
0: yeah boy did you get a quick payoff
1: i mean it was so quick
0: Yeah. I think it was the last episode. You were it like, was. "I need this wallpaper." I was like, "Guess what?"
1: Yeah, it was towards the end of the last episode, and and I hadn't really noticed it before. And I was just like, "This is the worst." Yeah, and
0: everybody and everybody on the show perfect. agrees. So, Everyone, you know, when they we're going to first see um, Elena, Julian, Felicity walking together. Elena's holding a bunch of paint in a box and they're having a painting party. They're going through planning the painting party.
1: Yeah. And, um, Elena hates the wallpaper. They haven't told Noel, but she says Noel hates it even more than she does. And Felicity going to cheer up Noel uh, and Ruby.
0: Yeah. Felicity is the only one of the three of these people who actually knows what's going on with Noel at this point. So they're like, Oh, the painting party will cheer him up. And Felicity is like, I don't know if he's going to want this many people in his apartment right now. Um, But he can't, can't tell, you know, Julie and Elena why. So she's just kind of going with it. And anyway, Tracy's going to be there, the sexy new lab partner.
1: Exactly. Hmm. I mean, we got some more of the, the two of them in this episode, not enough, but a little bit. Um, I will say, you know, so, Elena kind of walks off because she doesn't want a hot dog. Uh, and we have Julie and Felicity standing face to face. Just very strong scarf game in this, uh, this whole episode, really. And it starts here. Okay. Um, both of them really great. It's some other scenes later with, uh, with Elena and Tracy. Um, But clearly Julie has not told Felicity about Eric. And so she's just gonna There's a lot of catching up. (laughs) Yeah.
0: There's a lot of catching up in this episode. Because you have to remember in recent episodes we've spent so much time on Felicity and Ben and Felicity's parents and Pavone and uh, there are some other very important things that are happening to other people on this show and kind of just shows you that they have a lot of catching up to do right now. Felicity is like, are you inviting Eric? And we're all like, Eric,
2: yeah, that
0: guy. (laughs) Ooh, like the whole audience at this point is like, no, 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 don't say Eric.
2: Eric." (laughs) And Julie,
0: you know, it just it again goes to show like how preoccupied everybody is, kind of in their own world with everything, right? I don't know how much Julie really knows about Felicity's parents and all the stuff that's been happening there. Well. Felicity is just learning that Julie's record deal is done. It didn't work out. And Julie's like, no big deal.
1: Yeah, she didn't want to talk about it. Um, and I wouldn't want to talk about it in the middle of the street while getting a hot dog with like a lot of mustard on it either. But mm. uh, I find it interesting that, you know, she has, Julie Julie's not gone to Felicity with this and it's a pretty big deal. I mean, she's kind of keeping it with Ben, um, and she's gonna share a little later. I mean it's kind of a loft crew thing, you know that we've still got some stuff that is separated,
0: yeah, you know well, for Julie, and I don't think this is anything about Julie's relationship with felicity. I think this is that. Eric triggered Julie so hard and brought her straight back to the Zach situation, and I I don't know if Julie knows what to do with that.
2: I mean, but she's talked to Ben about it, and
1: Sean. Did she talk
0: to Ben about it? She talked to Sean for sure.
1: Well, she in the conversation with Sean, she says, "Did Ben tell you what happened with Eric?"
0: With Zach.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Got it. So in that conversation, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Um, I don't think, we've never seen Julie talk to Ben about the Eric situation. In fact, okay. we don't even know for sure that Ben knew, like, that she was pursuing the whole record deal thing, because they were only showing us Julie Sean scenes. So I don't know how much of that situation Ben actually knew about. Um, But Sean is the one who was kind of like right there, right after all those phone, like, especially overhearing the phone conversation she had with Eric, where Eric broke it off completely.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, There's more
2: situational,
1: location-based information.
0: It's location-based information. I think Julie's deeply processing a lot of stuff right now and is probably in a bit of a panic attack, like a prolonged panic attack, I would think
1: yeah i mean maybe shock um -hmm. it it doesn't seem like she's she's having a panic attack um or even generalized anxiety or anything like that she's just she's withdrawn um she definitely seemed like she was having a panic attack when eric was like on top of her
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um But it it does seem like she's having a, a longer term reaction where she's maybe isolating herself a bit more. And I think it's it's actually good that she is opening up to to Sean later that, you know, she she's asking throughout the show. She 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 has these little questions throughout the show that hint that she is looking for someone to talk to.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, but she's definitely looking, at moments she looks depressed as well, and it's yes. just kind of in and out between those things. And you know who else looks depressed?
1: No. Yeah. Who no, is was
0: eating? Just, Let me ask you this. Yeah. Is Baked Lay's an official brand, or was that they created a package?
1: No, to- official. Official brand, I was going to say product placement. It is a... um I don't know what you'd call it like a sub brand under Lay's, Lays oh, right? Okay. So it's like you have regular Lay's potato chips and then baked Lay's instead of fried, so they were supposed to be so much better for you. Ah, like yes. hostess. I think Ho- didn't hostess own snackwells or something like that where it was like you could eat I don't know a Twinkie or like this really disgusting tasting other thing was supposed to be better for you and then we all just learned that carbs were bad so don't eat any of them
0: Mm, got it okay so it's a real brand i wasn't i wasn't sure if they had like faked packaging there but Noel is sadly eating chips
1: no he's not eating them he's just looking at it
0: he's just looking at them and elena sees this she wants to she's trying to accomplish a couple things first of all she wants him she wants to invite him to a party in his own apartment a painting Mm -hmm. party and she's also going to acknowledge the fact that he's looking depressed and she's going to connect the two. She's like, here's my pitch. This wallpaper is probably what's making you so depressed and we can change that.
1: Yeah. I mean, the hideous, hideous wallpaper. I mean, first she drops some like major knowledge on him. She's like, you know, you don't have to eat that chip." Mm-hmm. At which point he's like, got it. Puts him down still looks depressed and then she goes in for the kill she's like you're depressed Mm -hmm. why yeah it's the wallpaper you know i'm gonna solve all your problems people who have blue have have warm colors around them are happier than people who have black walls
0: Noel says who has black walls
1: and I said Megan would. I, she might, I bet she did. Well, she, no, knowing her parents, I, she, she would probably, like She them. probably
0: had floral. Like yeah. Floral wallpaper in her or pastel. Yeah. Yeah. But then what's in her heart is black. Walls.
1: I was going to say in her mind, when she closes her eyes, it's all black.
0: Yeah. So oh. <laughs> Noel's like, hmm, interesting theory. Well, actually, you know, Ruby's pregnant. She wants to keep the baby. But you, it could be. The walls. Yeah. <laughs> Linda's like, oh, my actual God. Yeah. <laughs> like her whole face falls. She's like, and this is significantly more serious than I yeah. thought it was.
1: Yes. Yeah. She walks into a little bit of a minefield and realizes perhaps maybe Felicity was right. This. Mm. But you know what? She's just going to she's gonna keep it moving. Um, Noel is going to keep talking about his feelings. I, I kind of love how this whole episode is just like Noel spilling his guts every 5 seconds about his feelings. He's like, you know, we're not even talking, it's my fault. I'm screwing it up. He's he's really feeling, you know, very upset, I guess, about the guy he wants to be and who he actually is and accepting either changing it or accepting it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's going to sink in more with Elena, I guess, as the episode goes on. But they just kind of give us this little bit here. And now Elena knows directly from Noel. So, yeah. you know, we're, the sphere of people who are aware of the situation is growing slowly. And then will grow very quickly <laughs> yes. in the episode.
1: Yeah. Um, we will have a, a little bit of a bomb drop. But there are going to be just back to back to back to back <laughs> scenes of of different people this episode moves very quickly
0: yeah it
1: does so we're just going to have these little bits and pieces so the next one is we get the payoff from ben's <laughs> little little nugget uh he's going to
0: philosophy class and guess who's the TA he's in noel's section and, um, yeah, this is so this is happening, we're told, because Ben has been dragging his heels about choosing his new community service, and so Paven prodded him by assigning him another class.
1: Which seems a bit extreme, like a whole class.:
0: Well, if he still has to complete 50 hours of community service and he's been given an additional class, that's a lot, but you know, it is but he's punishment. not
1: swimming. So honestly, varsity swimming, you have time for another class and fifty community <laughs> service hours yeah. if you're not doing that.
0: Yeah, probably. So Ben's just gonna he's gonna walk into the class. He needs to get Noel to sign his form. And we see this just in time to watch the awkwardness as Ruby walks into the classroom and sits down in her seat. And you can see how much hesitation Noel has as Ben is standing right next to him trying to get his form signed. So it's not like there's a lot happening in this little micro scene, but it's setting up for a lot of other things that are going to happen in this episode.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you, (laughs) you saw this, but I was watching Ben as Ruby walks in and Noel sees her and she ignores him. And Ben's eyes go back and forth between the two of them about eight times in mm-hmm. two seconds, and he is just clocking every minute like little reaction uh between the two of them at this point so
0: what they've I'm shown us of Ben it. in the last like few non-Helpful Love Warren episodes is we're seeing Ben as the most observant character of the other characters around him. They're giving, most of the time they're giving us with Ben has been with Felicity. But then you see, you know, this all this Nil stuff is happening. And it's because Ben is like, ooh, this guy needs a friend.
1: Um, yes, it's kind of like he's opening his eyes to the world around him and really starting, he, I mean, he is, he's very
0: observant. Which is especially noticeable because nobody else no. <laughs> is doing that right now of his well, peers. Everybody, and, and it's funny because a lot
1: of people, yes, are dealing with a lot of things and are trying to figure out who they are. But I feel like Ben is, again, being more intentional about it, maybe because of Dr. Pavone, mm-hmm. and is maybe in a more reflective mode. I mean, he's... Got time for basketball, you know. He's got time to be kind of alone a little bit. He's clocking the people around him. He's maybe trying to figure stuff
0: out. And he's getting—he's in a position to get details, but he's also looking for them. Like you know, Elena is saying, "Noel seems off. Noel and Ruby seem off." And she, even though she lives with Noel, doesn't seem to have been able to put together any of the reasoning behind it. And then. You've got Ben, who's not only looking to see how the people around him are doing, but he's actually putting the puzzle pieces together.
1: Uh, in um, all fairness, he was handed a fairly large puzzle piece in that file.
0: He was handed a very large puzzle piece. But then you also get like how he was with Felicity. He's like, is everything okay with your dad? Like her, her dad walks into Dean and DeLuca in an earlier episode. There's this weird tension and vibe. He doesn't know what that means exactly. But he's able to say not just you look unhappy. But, like, I think it's related to your father. And eventually she's willing to open up and tell him exactly what's going on because he's put all of this together. So, and he's able to approach things more tactfully because of that as well. Whereas you get some of these other characters. I mean, there couldn't be a bigger split between how Ben's handling this stuff and, like, the way it all comes out in the party later. You know, it's like... yeah. There's a very marked tact difference.
1: <laughs> We've got a big divide between Richard and Ben. Very. Both in terms very of knowledge <laughs> and approach.
0: But God bless um, Richard. We love him. Yeah. Uh,
1: he had some great lines in this. This was I, a
0: really good Richard episode. Thank goodness he's back.
1: Love, love. Um, you know who else Ben is clocking? Who? Greg. Yeah. Yeah, we have this uh, another little micro scene between Greg and Felicity here, where Felicity is coming up to Greg at the clinic and saying, hey, did you read the New York Times article? You know, we don't have enough blood. And Greg's just like, yeah, it's always a crisis. We never have enough blood. And Felicity. Felicity's like, maybe we should do something about that. And look, I get it. From... You know, watching this in college, we're probably supposed to feel like Greg's being a dick here. But for me, Felicity was just being annoying. It's like.
0: It takes a lot to organize a blood drive. And Greg's like, we do it twice a year.
1: And you should know, girl who held Ben's blood.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is. It's like, maybe it was meant to come off as being like rigid, but. He's running an entire clinic with hardly any support. And so like, if any at all. And so, you know, somebody coming up and being like, wouldn't it be a great idea if you add a huge event and a massive project to your plate right now when you've, she doesn't know this, but his biggest thing on his mind is the review that basically allows him to contend. probably has direct bearing on the funding of the clinic. Absolutely. Um, so like, he's all about that. It's like I can't even do a blood drive if we're not open.
1: <laughs> <Like, laughs> You're know, like no blood he's coming
0: in. Wide eyed, great big ideals. It's like thank you for your input. Can you please enter these files?
2: <laughs> yes, the exactly.
1: <laughs> you do something that I actually need you to do, and not waste my time. Um, yeah,
0: the task this... here is she's been given a stack of uh, presumably she's going to enter this stuff into Excel. <laughs>
1: i mean hopefully better than bended um hopefully. this is just you know i think this is you and me reflecting on this 20 years after it aired right because uh-huh. 20 years ago maybe i also would have wanted to do something and now i am doing things and when someone else is like want to do this whole other thing i'm like no i've got too much to do now
2: hmm
0: yeah makes a lot of sense to me greg is a grown-up in a college student's world really Mm -hmm. i mean he's not that much older i would think and yet like i think he's about the same age as all of them i think he's also a college
1: student yeah he comes off a lot older i think later um he's he's talking to megan he says then i went to college and megan was like oh you went here so it sounds like he's at least a graduate
0: so the thing is he there's going to be an episode where he tries to run for student government
1: okay then that's going to be an issue between those two scenes but yeah um he definitely has been through more and yeah. takes on responsibility in a different way than your normal average
2: college student
0: running a whole clinic is a very big job that would be a paid job for an adult you know and he's he's doing it so it's like yeah i assume he was
1: i assumed he was getting paid but maybe maybe it is a volunteer thing um
0: I wonder with some of these episodes coming up, if, if the writers were all in, like in perfect and coordination with each other on what they were creating in this Greg character, um, yeah. there's going to be some, I think there's going to be some like continuity or, or fact fate, like fact checking problems, perhaps along the way we might've just found one
2: yeah. big one.
0: But yeah. um, I do think that his purpose as a character still gets fulfilled if it's a little sloppy. Um, like his hair. Yeah. I think we're seeing his purpose start to unfold yeah. pretty quickly in this episode. So it's like even if the version of Greg's backstory and age might be a little bit unclean from like episode to ep- you know like if there's contradictions, I think he still achieves the purpose. Um you might wish that they would have tightened up some of these details. Mm-hmm. But um you know, there no, it is. Or not.
1: I'm I'm okay with it so far. Uh yeah. we'll see. But next yeah, time, yeah. They, I'm I'm gonna get another thing that I really really felt validated by in this yeah. next conversation. We have a, a little longer conversation between Noel and Ben. Yeah.
0: The Noel Ben stuff in this episode is really
1: really nice. It is nice. It feels like like they're starting to be friends um i mean it's based on need at this point yeah but at the very least like they have something to bond over and it's it's something where it's genuine and nobody is you know fighting over felicity um
0: So it's interesting. Ben is really the only person in Noel's world right now who can in any way relate to give serious advice about this. You know, it's like anybody else Noel talks to is going to be like, gulp, no frame of reference. Sorry, uh, can't help you. There's one
1: other person
0: Ruby? Ruby. But (laughs) Ruby is in this situation with him. Yeah. And Ben is not directly involved, so it can perhaps be. Uh, unbiased to a degree or he can at least try to be, I don't know, a little bit more distanced. is not impacted by what Noel chooses to do. So, but he has some frame of reference for the struggle that Noel is having here. And, you know, Ben left off thinking it was a huge mistake. It was such a screw up for him to have that conversation with Noel in a previous episode at the bar about saying, just, I know what you're going through, man. I've been there and he thought it was, he thought it was a screw up because Noel was defensive. Well, now Noel has approached Ben and said, can you tell me more about that situation?
1: Yeah, it seems like right after this philosophy class, yeah, uh, the two of them sat down and we find out, I mean, Ben's situation was different. They'd only be going out a few months. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this is from a, with a woman a uh, girl named Kelly from high school
1: yes they were younger I mean not that much younger and it wasn't really a question uh about you know what i guess both of them slash really her was going to do and you know ben tells this story where he is honest and he just comes off like the worst Person, mm-hmm. he says, I was scared, and my friends invited me. So instead of taking my Kelly. baby girlfriend, yeah, you know, taking my Kelly <laughs> to <laughs> to the clinic, I chickened out, and I went snowboarding.
0: Yeah, he freaked out. He didn't go with her to her appointment to get an abortion, and he just freaked out when snowboarding,
1: and. Noel says that's horrible, <laughs> and Ben's like, "Yes, yes, yeah." And, and
0: he's, and when he's telling the story, he sounds—he's like, "I thought about this. I thought about calling her and apologizing. Like, how screwed up was that? What I did." He's like, "That's why I'm talking to you because I know how easy it is to act like a coward in a situation like this."
1: Yeah, and what i really like about this is i have fully been calling him out for being a coward and being really frustrated with the way that he deals with especially women when things get tough mm-hmm. Um how he kind of runs away from stuff and and then he does you know he has been acting like a coward yeah. and i feel like this is a pivotal moment for him that i am really hoping Continues to pay off in like self-realization and change mm-hmm. because he says I regretted acting like a coward, and it seems like he wants to change. He is thinking about how his actions affected Kelly, and you know he he's calling himself out, and I don't know. Seems like maybe Dr. Pavone's making a little
2: little dent there.
0: I think so, and I think that we're going to see in this conversation. I won't really bother to start, like highlight any of the things for you, but I will say there's a couple different elements here of things where he feels like uh, he he weaselled out of a situation or was a coward, and we're going to see him have opportunities to to like directly make different choices or make amends for some of those choices. In future situations. So it's like. The stuff that he says in this conversation. Is him telling a story to Noel, But he's going to get redemption opportunities. And this is. This is why I keep saying like. Ben is definitely on a growth journey. In the second half of season two. And tell me
1: that this. Kelly chick doesn't come back in like. Season four and he has a kid. (laughs)
0: I say nothing Um, I don't know there are just a lot of different like, little things that he said here that it's like you're going to see tie-ins later and some of them are pretty small but I was able to think about them during this conversation and Noel ups the game here he's like okay now imagine that Kelly wanted to keep the baby because that's what Ruby wants to do and Ben's like oh my god
1: I know. Ben at that point is the mind blown emoji.
0: Yeah. Just mind blown. What I, I like I don't know. about Ben in this moment is that he doesn't flee from this part of the conversation. He stays no. in it with Noel. He's like, well, that's problematic, you know, but like, <laughs> he's, he's not just like, I don't know what you should do, man. Noel still wants Ben's thoughts. And Ben's still there for it, you know? So it's like, wow. Okay. We're going deep with these two characters who in the past have not been able to get anywhere near this level.
1: Yeah. And I don't see how, how Ben ends this conversation as him fleeing or, you know, retreating from it because I think he actually is saying something here Mm -hmm. because Noel asks again, you know, What do I do? Or no, he asks, what would you have done? Mm -hmm. And Ben just looks at him and says, what would I have done? Or what should you do? Mm -hmm. And
2: he says a lot by saying that. He does. And I think he knows what he's saying. And I think this Noel like, knows what he's saying.
0: It's like, don't be me. Well, <laughs> oh, just, I
2: just...
1: Yeah, I mean, there is that. <laughs> but like, there's also... It's like, So like, you want
0: the cowardly choice or the not cowardly choice? And you're asking somebody who's just self-identified as a coward. What would yeah. I have done?
2: Hmm. Yeah, probably, probably not that.
1: Uh, probably don't do that. But he's also saying, at least what I'm hearing in Noel's head, right, is we already know who noel wants to be and ben has already gone through this or is currently going through this identifying what his issue is or one of them and saying he wants to change and kind of beginning that journey and so i don't know if it's maybe a little inspiring to noel uh to make him want to be a little more like the guy he actually says he wants
0: to be like, yeah ah oh, it's it's so poignant from Ben, and I think it's said in words that sound like Ben, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, yeah. it's, it's enough for Noel like to chew on, you know he he's not expecting i don't I don't think he's expecting Ben to give him here's what you should do, but I think the way he's reframed the question for him it's like what's your choices between here really like being a coward or being the person you want to be?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is an incredibly difficult conversation for Ben. I would imagine because Noel knows all the people that Ben knows, including Mm -hmm. Felicity. Mm -hmm. And he is telling him probably the worst thing he has ever done
2: yeah
1: right and he is labeling himself a coward
2: yeah i mean
1: this type of insight like i have never told anyone the worst thing i've ever done
2: Mm -hmm.
1: never (laughs) so like i don't know maybe he's done something else that we don't know about but It it takes a lot of courage to do
0: this. It does. And the word choice of coward, that's the word Felicity used with him when she broke up with him. Yep. So that It's also accurate. (laughs) That word is resonating on some level. I don't... It's different writers. It's different directors. But I can't imagine it's an accident. They're pulling in a word like coward again. From his mouth. You know, obviously... He's thought about how everything's evolved with Felicity. He's probably thought about that label she gave him. And he's probably seeing that as something he doesn't want to be anymore. Based on the fact that he's been like doing this self-im- self-improvement quest. And that was something he was given as like, a here's one a problem that you can work on, man. <laughs> like, yeah. The word coward really resonates for him in a certain way. And he's self-labeling with that to describe this terrible time. And to yep. try to inspire Noel to make a choice that's right for him.
1: Yep. Nope. I mean, this is a great, it's a great scene for really both of them.
0: I honestly. like all of their stuff in this episode. They're so good together in this episode. Mm-hmm. We don't get a lot of really good Noel Ben scene opportunities, at least at this point. And so this is a rare treat that we've been given. To have, like, a really serious scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then we're going to head to the clinic. And Felicity is playing with a kid, using a stethoscope and showing her how it works. And then Greg's going to interrupt. Yeah, Greg's
1: going to walk by, be like, can you come over? Look at this. See his
0: folder? See any files in it? It's your fault. They're all yeah. gone. Blaming you. This is on you, Felicity. I blame you. You're blamed. Yeah. Consider yourself blamed. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's like, I don't think I touched that folder. He's like, Oh, you don't think you touched that folder? Are you sure you're confident enough for this job?
2: Okay. She's like, Yeah. And I'm not quitting. Ha. Huh.
0: hmm. He's like, Well, I guess that's my problem. Get out of here. See you Monday. I. And then we get the feisty Felicity. Yeah, You might be good with patience, but to everyone else, you're just rude. See you Monday. <laughs> 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 and that yeah, makes we, a dent.
1: Yeah, we've uh, seen, as as it has been labeled on Instagram, um, sassy Noel. Now we're getting to see uh, a little bit of sassy Felicity.
2: <laughs> I'm liking it. And, I love her uh, see
0: you Monday. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh is
2: it this is everything it landed
0: though
1: (laughs) It did greg's face greg's face when he looks at her leaving is like no one has ever talked to him like that before (laughs) and i guarantee you i guarantee you the giant douche that he is plenty of people have talked to him like this before Mm -hmm. but her For some reason, it's like he's heard it for the first time.
0: Yeah, coming straight out of her mouth. And I will say, you know, not that I'm being a full Greg apologist here, but again, he needed those files for a review that probably has to do with greenlighting projects, greenlighting funding, keeping the doors open, keeping him in his job. He's got like a really serious thing coming up. These files are part of what he's supposed to show for that and to get things organized.
1: They're and they've gone. spent Months, <laughs> months doing it, and I get that he he is stressed. Mm-hmm. He should not be blaming Felicity, right? That's wrong. Mm-hmm. But we will see you later. He does apologize. He explains. You know, we all mess up sometimes. So I'm still.
0: What Greg going, really needed to do was to count to 10 in this conversation <laughs> first. Um, I don't
1: know that that would have helped.
0: Maybe not. I don't know. He.
1: I think what he really needed was someone to blame and Felicity was there.
0: Yeah. He's going to need to move into solution mode pretty quick, though, because he actually needs his files done. But we leave it here where he's just. Blamed her. She's like, "Don't you blame me? I'm seeing you on Monday anyway." (laughs) And then she leaves. She's like, "Stop being so rude." And um, and he's just kind of left with this maelstrom of like, "Oh gosh, like I don't have the files. I've now let this person go who could potentially help." help. And (laughs) she's calling me out. out. It's like, and for
1: some reason, I'm I'm intrigued by this. Feel like. There was a little extra in that look,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah,
0: ah, we'll, we'll see okay. some more spotting a little bit. Of that well, we'll see. We are, but we're just—it's another little micro scene, right? So we're heading to oh. the loft, and Julie, She's gin in place. hand, looking
1: depressed. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, not good to be depressed. Not good to drink gin. Cause it's disgusting mm. and definitely not good to drink while depressed. Mm. So, yeah. She's just
0: sitting there alone. It looks, it's, it's just upsetting to see her like that. And then Ben, Ben comes in and he's getting ready to go to this party. And he's like, okay, you coming? She's like, nah, yeah, I'm
2: going to stay here.
0: She's yeah. Like, you invited me.
2: <laughs> like, what? All right. Fair enough.
1: But Sean's still there.
0: Yeah, Ben leaves. Sean's still there. Sean doesn't like what he's seeing here. No. And he kind of, does, he doesn't gloss over it. He gets right into it. He's like, Julie, I think maybe you should talk to somebody about how you're feeling. Yeah.
1: And she goes full avoidance mode. She's like, yeah, um, you know, I did say I'd go to that party let take hey, you. You want to come? Let's all go to the party.
0: Let's, yeah, she let's does. Let's go paint stuff. Fully avoid that situation. But Sean, who normally is the bull of the China shop and is completely not attuned to people's feelings, he's like, "Julie's." He hasn't. It's not even like, "Are you okay?" It's like, "Julie, <laughs> I can see you're not okay. Like, can you talk to somebody about this?" She's like, "That's what I have you for." He's like, "Not what I meant." Like. Maybe somebody can help how you're, with how you're feeling. Ah. Well, we're not going to find out now. Not right now, because she's bringing them to the party. And we're going to go back now. We're going to see a Felicity Ruby scene. It's been a little while since Felicity is like, sort of checked in directly with Ruby. and yeah,
1: almost since, uh, since the first Tsarist Russian course.
0: Hmm. I mean we had the we had the scene where Ruby was crying in the bathroom, and Felicity dropped in on her, but shouldn't specifically have gone out to like sought yeah. Ruby out in that situation here, Felicity's knocking on Ruby's door, and she sees Ruby in her room and she asks how things are going and mm-hmm. Ruby's still and how- processing how Noel's being right now,
1: yeah, and she asks how how's the relationship with
2: Noel hmm specifically,
0: yeah. And Ruby's like, I don't know about Noel. He kind of bailed on me.
1: And I don't know, I feel like this whole scene is kind of heartbreaking for me for Ruby because it just feels like the whole world is telling her not to do what she thinks is right. You know, and she just
2: she's just sitting there crying. I don't know. I, I feel like she's being
1: judged and, and I like that Tracy calls that out later and she says, look, I know that everyone thinks that I'm crazy, that, you know, this seems crazy and I just thought Noel would be different.
0: Yeah. She thought Noel would be different. And Um, you know, that's kind of as much as we get from her right here with Felicity, but it's, it's, uh, it's a shock to her system that she doesn't have Noel to lean on the way she hoped that she might, but then turns out,
2: turns out that when, when Noel has a chance to sit back
1: and to think about things, he's talked to Ben, that he's, he is going to show up for her to the appointment this is the first i think it's the first ultrasound and he is going to show up and and give what i think seems like one of these rehearsed speeches where he's saying what he thinks he should say to be the person that he should be Mm -hmm. but maybe isn't necessarily
0: um yeah he's basically apologizing for how he was and saying you know what i'm gonna be there for you I am going to be there for you.
1: No matter what. No matter what.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be a bit of that here. Um, And so I guess we're getting a bit of payoff to the scene we just had with Felicity where it's like, oh, no, Noel did show up. And I, yeah, I would think this is directly attributed to the conversation he just came off of with Ben. Alright, so next thing we're going to see... Okay, we're in Felicity's dorm room. And Ben's in there. And, you know, he was supposed to go with Julie <laughs> to the party. <laughs> but he's dropped by... He's going to swing by Felicity's to pick her up. And, you know, he's just kind of around... He's just kind of around all the time, really. Um
1: But it does allow Felicity to drop in this little... Another little nugget. Dr. Pavone says Greg has some story. You know, she mm. she keeps kinda throwing out stuff that maybe she's the, the Greg apologist here. And she's like, look, it doesn't excuse his actions. I, you know, there's there's something. Yeah. Um
0: I Megan really enjoy all the little pieces behind this scene though. So fullest Feliz- they're having this quick conversation. Ben is holding and looking at a framed picture that we saw from the episode, you love so much fish, the force. Oh. And it's that one that Megan had ripped up into a bunch of pieces to do her spell. She put it back together in the wrong order and it's framed in the wrong order. So Ben is holding that picture and looking at it while they're having this conversation.
2: And Felicity says,
1: ugh, looks so terrible in it. And I I noticed.
0: Ben said, no, you look pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Megan's going to come in. And she sees Ben, and she's like, oh, it's you. You begging her to drive cross-country again?
1: And Ben's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. Thought I'd do it about once a year. Mm-hmm. That time again. Yeah, I like how he and Megan are having their little... They're uh, having this funny little
0: banter now. Yeah. It's like yeah, Ben's it. become more comfortable hanging around Felicity's dorm room, and with that comes Megan, and they've found a way to cope with it. Those j- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he haven't even invites Megan to come to the painting party. He's like, you want to come? A lot of paint to sniff. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. does
1: a an overreactive laugh, but <laughs> yeah. let me tell you, that invite will not be in vain. Um, I will say, I think I mentioned this last episode, but they're they are really doing some cool things with leather. Leather jacket this time that Megan is wearing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. I'm going to point out a few other people wearing some amazing leather jackets. Yeah. Um, somebody had a sale <laughs> and all of the leather jackets went to the show and they're amazing.
0: I guess so. Well... We're going to see, we're going to get out of the world of good fashion, and we're going to head to Ruby's appointment, where she's getting an ultrasound, mm-hmm. and this is her first ultrasound, and there's Noel right by her side, and the doctor's like, awesome, uh, things are looking good, you're eight weeks pregnant. Noel's yeah. not in the numbers.
1: Yeah, this is the scene where Ruby is, is betrayed by a pinto bean. Um,
2: yeah
1: yeah the baby is about the size of a pinto bean which means she was in LA when she got pregnant because that was two months ago
0: and I was like that oh, can't love, be right
1: yeah I love I love the doctor here because clearly he has been through this before <laughs> yeah. this is not his first time
0: I was for and,
1: yeah you know Noel, Noel's just like no no that can't be right and the doctor looks at him with this very meaningful look in his eye and says, yeah, it, it absolutely is eight weeks. <laughs> like, I mean, his eyes are just like looking right into Noel's soul and going, realize what this means for you.
0: Yeah. And Noel does. And he looks back at Ruby. He's like, could that be right, Ruby? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Cuz like, this is also hmm. the first time Ruby is realizing it, right?
2: yeah I mean, you kind of see it on her face where she she's like is this even no. That one t- no.
0: Yeah. Um well, we're going to head straight from this to the conversation that Nolan and Ruby are going to have right after that. And Nolan's like you didn't think to tell me about this.
1: Yeah, you had sex with someone else and you're pregnant and you didn't think to tell me just maybe,
2: just right? maybe it wasn't
0: mine. She's like, I just, I didn't think it could be his. I mean, it happened once and we were safe and I was like, ah! We're good. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah, uh, we find I mean, out that she slept with the producer. He's like, yes, ew. He all
1: gets jealous. I mean, he really is like.
0: Oh, I didn't see him as jealous. I saw him as disgusted.
1: Oh no, because he comes out and he's like, was it an actor? Mm. I mean, that's his first question. It sounds <laughs> if like if this had been
0: Tom Cruise. I don't know what yeah. would happen. His brain would have <laughs> exploded. Um. it was not it was a producer
1: it was a producer which i again i think he's jealous i think he is mad he is hurtful and it's also again that misogynist like truth little bit that he's got in there he he says that is the most disgusting cliche and he's just trying
0: to hurt her but he can be indignant now because he's like absolved you know like There must be such a maelstrom of thoughts that's happening right now. Like, I don't even know how to pick out what he's feeling in any given moment. Because it's just. But, like,
1: this is why. Okay, I have big problems with this scene and with the scene at the end that we'll have with the two of them. Because, Mm -hmm. like, what you just said, it is framed in a way that he's like absolved. And it's like, wait a minute. it's all her fault now hold on like she says we weren't i mean we were kind of dating but we, we had just started and i was leaving for two months i didn't know what we were mm-hmm. like, and he was like well we had slept together
0: like you kind of asked
1: Yeah, you could have asked. Um,
0: She's like, I didn't really know until I got that first letter. And we know that he was sending her care packages. And so she was probably like, oh, he really, he is serious.
1: Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking, Noel, have you learned nothing from Eli? Like, be clear with women about your status. Mm -hmm. If you do not want them to sleep with other people. I mean... Happens once, shame on them. Happens twice, shame on you. Also, when it happened the first time, still not shame on her? I,
0: okay, yes. But also, I'm not giving Ruby a pass here. Because it's not like she just, okay, so she hooked up with somebody else. And maybe she didn't, maybe it otherwise would have been a secret. She got pregnant. Yeah. There was more than one possible father and she was making Noel think he was definitely the father. And I don't care how much they tried to show us that the realization was just hitting her, that it could be this other guys. She had sex with another person. How do you forget that? Like she knew exactly who it was. It's not like she was blacked out drunk. She could think of the situation. She knew who it was. And like, I think it's a problem. That she just chose not to share any of this with
2: Noel. Yes. I
1: agree she is being, she's being very flippant with the I didn't tell you part. Yeah. Do I think that it's, I don't think it's as much of an issue that like, it wasn't clear that her and Noel were definitely exclusive. Um, but yes, (laughs) absolutely should have told
2: him
0: at this point.
2: Um, well, this is going
0: to be unpacked at great length by every single person in this show, (laughs) 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 short or almost every non adult person in this show, pretty soon. But we're gonna say
1: Noel does learn something here, he leaves so that he doesn't regret what he says next. Yeah, good on you. So I don't have to call you out for what you're about to say.
0: And from a timing standpoint, I like, you know, where this sits in the episode, because the next place he is going to show up is going to be his apartment where people are starting to arrive in great volume.
2: Yeah, Uh,
1: many. Yeah, a lot
0: of like almost every character is going to be in this apartment Um, for this painting party where they're stripping wallpaper. And so the first couple people we see here are gonna be Richard with he's back. Thank goodness he's, he's back. back. And he's back with
1: the first thing that of course he's gonna focus on. Noel hasn't called in days. I mean days. <laughs> Think about how long we haven't seen Richard. I know. What this is one calling of those whom- daily?
0: This is one of those really funny things where like a, a more minor character who we haven't seen in a while because they're not being paid to be in every episode is indignant about like, I just <laughs> like it when they do stuff like this when it's like, where have you been? <laughs> yeah. like, well, hold on. Uh, it was you that was missing. I was here. And so were all these other people. Um, but yeah, Richard is is upset that his buddy hasn't called him. And he's trying to figure out how many layers of wallpaper there are. Ben's figuring about six. That sucks. That's They're a there lot with some scrapers trying to manage
1: it all.: A lot of wallpaper.:
0: that's a lot of wallpaper. uh Sean is contributing by walking around and inviting people to have quiche.:
1: Yeah, which he has somehow cooked with potatoes in it. Um yeah, I've never had a quiche with potatoes in it. I think that's called uh Spanish omelette uh in a crust. So yeah, but I think the, key,
0: the crust is what makes the quiche. I I mean I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop down here for a note from an optimist. Oh, good. Quiche. Quiche. Yeah. That's all I really want to say. It's amazing. I don't know why nobody wanted it in this episode. Quiche is delicious. It's like the best version of a hot breakfast food. You get you get eggs, you get all the all the stuff you like, and you get it in a pie crust of sorts. I mean, no. guys, quiche not just for classy people (laughs) it's a a proper breakfast food and i want us all to recognize how special it is it didn't get a lot of love in this episode but i'm here to give quiche love
1: yeah it, it didn't and i'm gonna fully agree with your note from an optimist um quiche is amazing and just because you know we're we're talking about it for anyone who would like to cook some quiche, Um, I'm gonna give you a little cooking tip. Something I learned from my mother. Uh, It's called an egg wash. So if you ever cook quiche and it's got that soggy bottom to it and you want like a really crisp crust, what you do is you take the crust, whether you made it yourself or you t- took it out of the freezer and you, you scramble up in a raw egg and you take a, uh, one of those, you know, pastry brushes, and you brush the egg over the inside of the pie crust, and then you throw it in the oven for about five minutes. And that'll kind of harden it. And then when you put the rest of the egg and everything in, you will get this nice, crisp, buttery crust that does not have a, a big, soggy bottom. So you're welcome.
0: Wow, that's really special. I thought so. That's really special what you did there. Um, Hey, everybody, that's your cooking tip for the day. Mm -hmm. Well, so Richard, you know, he's going to inquire what's going on with Noel. And then we're going to cut away from this. And we're going to see Megan looking through a telescope, watching people outside, commenting, judging, being a voyeur.
1: Yep, she's watching a topless person who she'd like them to put their shirt back on
0: mm-hmm. and yet she's
1: not going to look away.
0: Yeah. And she's going to get a knock on the door and she has a whole conversation with somebody failing to open the door at almost every point. She thinks it's Carl. She doesn't want to talk to him. He hasn't seen him in a while. Uh, No, And she doesn't spring into action until the person on the other side of the door says, I'm looking for Felicity.
1: She's got something to say to anyone looking for Felicity. She's going to walk right up to that door and she is just going to fall hopelessly in
2: love with Greg.
0: She's just starstruck. She opens the door. She's like, here's what I have to say. (sighs) It's just this this, I don't know, schmoopy sort of... (laughs) Like, what is We are going to find out in a future episode why she has this reaction to Greg.
1: Oh, that makes me happy.
0: Yes. So if you thought it was just like love at first sight, it's not that. It's... uh, Ah. There is something to the backstory here uh, that only Megan is clocking. (laughs) I am
1: really going to appreciate that. I feel like that's something I'm going to appreciate. All right.
0: For Greg, this is not mutual right now. He's just looking for Felicity. No. And and she's going to encourage him to come in and wait, because Felicity should surely be back anytime now. But she knows she's not. (laughs) She'll be back any second. She just wants to get Greg into the room to have a chat with him. And now we're going to head back to the party and this is where it's just going to be like this i don't know this really fun like one person after another is arriving at this party and it's going to be a lot of energy from a lot of different people and we're going to start by you know felicity is commenting about greg to julie saying "Oh, he's such a jerk
1: but julie here is going to say hey you work at a clinic are there counselors there? You know, it's that little, that little tidbit that she's, she's thinking about talking to somebody.
0: Yeah. Close is like, yeah, there are counselors you you've talk to. You. She's like, oh, cool. Cool. And Tracy and Elena show up. Tracy meets Richard and he's like, you're that guy who had the satellite dish in his dorm room last year. And Richard's like, yep, I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so proud of himself. Very he- proud of himself has always wanted to be known as the satellite dish guy. And his dream has just come true. Like all it. of the blackmailing of Noel, totally worth it.
0: Paid off this, right this here moment. in this moment. Yeah, And, uh, yeah, Tra- Tracy and Elaine are hanging out. They're coming back in with the, with, you know, the, the supplies, with the food, because no one wants quiche. I'll tell you that much. Sean's still trying to get everybody to have some quiche. Nobody wants it. No,
1: yeah, but we have this nice little, uh, little interaction tracy is is wearing again amazing leather jacket hmm. always good okay. and uh and elena elena just kind of leans in get, getting a little close in the kitchen, putting their stuff down, and kind of leans tracy leans over and takes a little
2: little sniff a little step back, asking elena are you are you wearing perfume Maybe. That's right. She's, Maybe it's just her.
0: Maybe she just smells so that good. oh flirty. There, <laughs> He's loving it. She's yes. loving it. She's being all coy. They are. There are vibes.
1: I mean, she said the party was meant to change things between them. There's no passing of magnesium sulfite here. No, there's so,
0: definitely not. And then we're going to come from this to Mm. the most one-sided attraction. (laughs)
1: Where we're going to see... Maybe not the most one-sided attraction.
0: That's true. I mean, I do
1: remember the most failed seduction in history.
0: That's true. Mm. A certain Todd Mulcahy. Mm. It's very true. Well, Megan, we're going to get... This camera is going to get, like, an inch away from her face. We're going to get right in there. She's having, she's trying to have a conversation with Greg. And she's like, so that's when you knew that you wanted to be a doctor? <laughs> it's like, yep, during my dad's recovery. In high school. Mm-hmm. So we get, we get a little
1: knowledge about Greg. Okay, so that's his backstory, some part of it, I assume, that Dr. Pavone was talking about. And Megan does not know how to flirt. She is fantastic with the, you know, incisive dagger like words that will shred you. But this is weird. Mm -hmm. Like everything else about her has been fine. I've had no problems. This weird.
0: It is weird. It's very weird. Greg is is doesn't really know what to do with it but it's like his only goal is to talk to Felicity so this is really not something he has time for so uh, he's just like you know what tell Felicity I stopped by and you can see Megan's eyes go to like alarm (laughs) like five alarm and she says oh you know what it's so funny you mentioned Felicity just now because I just remembered (laughs) I just now remembered where she is she's a, you know what? I'm going to take you.
1: (laughs) I'll just take you right over there. I was invited to sniff the paint. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So great. So we're going to go back to the party and we know those two crazy kids are on their way.
1: Yeah. And my, my poor notes at this point, because Mm -hmm. we are at this party with Sean, Elena, Tracy, Felicity, Julie, uh, Richard, Ben. Julie, Ben, Richard, and then later, no Everybody else. Yeah. I mean, everyone we've ever met is at this party.
0: Aside from the adults, like Pogba and Javier and Pulski's parents. Everybody else. Yeah. Uh, Fish's brain basically exploded while trying to take notes on this. It did. I encouraged her to just let it wash over her, but she she's too diligent for that, folks. She cares about this podcast, and she cares about giving you the facts. So
1: She has a bad memory and would not be able to say anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. I really like that. So... They're going to leave us back at this party for a little while. So they reintegrate us into the scene and all the people at the apartment by doing a dancing. I I thought it was actually a really interesting way to tie start tying everybody together, where we're going to cut to Sean starting to play music. Then he's going to start dancing like a buffoon. And then he's gonna pull people in, and one at a time people are gonna get pulled into dancing until everybody's dancing. So we're gonna see him pull Elena in first. This and then This is so
1: sad. Hmm. This was so sad. The this was not the original music for this. They these people can dance. Sean can dance. And he he does look like an idiot dancing like this to this music the actual song was supposed to be like a 70s bluesy number called let it whip and everything everything sean and everything everyone was doing would have looked totally fine with that song playing but here we get to watch elena slow twerk (laughs) and and Richard okay Richard's doing the running man he's gonna look
0: the same anyway I think the point was that he was supposed to look bizarro like in every situation yeah
1: but everyone would have been absolutely fine they were all good dancers
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um and which is amazing that they were all good dancers too like that's not a given on every cast and so you got something like this I actually thought the well the music that they picked instead they were actually it was a different vibe, probably, but it was a, as close <laughs> as I've ever seen to people dancing on beat.
1: Uh, it wasn't the beat that I had a problem with. It was, if you've got like a 70s bluesy, like there are certain moves that you can make with a song like that that mm-hmm. don't work as well. If it's like an upbeat, poppy female vocal. I mean, it it just, it did not work.
2: <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> it was unfortunate, but we did get to see. It was very interesting who everyone was dancing with because Tracy beelines for Elena.
0: Yeah, right? he makes Sean go away. Okay, <laughs> then Sean
1: <laughs> just runs to Julie,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Felicity and Ben get into it. I mean, you know, everyone's
0: kind of pairing off, mm-hmm. until yeah. Noel comes in and the mood is fully disrupted. He kills the party. Yeah. Richard well, says, You look like crap, man.
1: Yeah. I would I would say he puts the party on life support. He doesn't kill it. He he hits it with a bus mm-hmm. and it is currently in a coma.
0: Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. And so, you know, Elena shuts off the music, Noel's gonna go to his room and lie down, but hey, guess what? The room is next to the room everybody else is in. So <laughs> Noel can hear every single thing that everybody's saying. The dancing has stopped. The music is off. Everybody's talking about, no, he looks terrible. What's going on? Poor guy. Why poor guy? A few of the people at the party actually know everything that he's dealing with. But what, like two thirds of the people don't maybe?
1: Yeah, and they're not going to say anything. I mean, Alina's like, I just think, you know, Noel and Ruby are having
2: problems. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And just as that's out there in the air, Megan and Greg are gonna show up. And this is going to be alarming to a number of people in the room for different reasons. Ben's Mostly like, Beth. Yeah, well Fils is like, Why are you here? And Ben's <laughs> Ben looks like he's Ben is not happy about this. <laughs> oh. No.
2: no, he is not.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Greg asks Felicity if he if they, if they can talk. Felicity finds another free room to go to where Greg is going to apologize. You know what? Turns out it was Maureen that deleted the files. It wasn't you. <sighs> I'm sorry. I was stressed about this review at the clinic. I've got a nightmare on my hands trying to input all these files, but I know it wasn't you.
1: Just he just wanted it to be perfect. You know, I and I just wanted to come over here to tell you it was not your fault and very deliberately and specifically not actually apologize to you. At no point does he ever say like, sorry.
0: I thought he said that as his very first words. Really? Yeah. He said, I'm sorry. And then he says it was Maureen that deleted the files. He said, I- I'm pretty sure he apologized the very first thing he said.
1: Okay. All right. Ah. Well, then I take that back. Good on you, Greg. <laughs> good for apologizing
0: we apologies. like that, did that. I, I think that's a message for everybody that's important from both Fish and me if you're going to apologize actually, actually apologize, apologize. Yeah. yeah, that's how apologies are <laughs> <laughs> apologies and, and excuses are actually two different things that are often conflated <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he did both here he put it into context but he did say he was sorry he, he owned it and he was like look I was blaming you for a thing you didn't do is what I did.
1: I mean and- I kinda wonder, like, is Maureen out back like in a shallow grave? Like <laughs> I mean I worry for her. Uh but okay. I don't know her. Mm-hmm. Um
0: Felicity's but- Felicity, gonna offer to help at this point. Yeah, she's, she's
1: very forgiving of this crazy haired man.
0: Yeah, she's like, oh, <sighs> if you need some support getting those files into the system he was like, would oh, be the best thing you could do for a human. Yes. yes. Wholehearted yes.
2: Yeah. And
1: this, I don't know. It, again, it, it, yeah, he was a dick before, but he came back, he did apologize, and then he's truly grateful. And he really cares about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I just can't help giving him more leeway than, like, a Noel. Mm hmm. Or even a Ben.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: but when his they... runway
1: is getting shorter. He does need to stop, you know, being such a dick. Okay. And I'm putting him on notice okay. right
2: now.
0: That's right fair. Now. Okay. Well, when they come out of this room, the first thing we see is that Ben has been giving an icy stare to the other side of the door the whole time they were in there having a conversation.
1: <laughs> yes. Yep. What Greg does to them,
0: uh, I just can't. Um, so hostile.
1: I wrote down he he's, he's he looks jealous and hostile,
0: mm-hmm. and this is only going to increase in the best yeah. of ways. So Greg turns out now that he's got now that he's got another set of hands. Many hands makes light work. So he can uh, he can help with the party for just a little bit. He grabs a scraper. Ben just looks down. <laughs> he slumps a little bit. Standing up, he's like, "Oh no, they're making up. <laughs> they're on good terms." He's staying at the party. She's,
1: she's forgiving him again. This arrogant, he's so arrogant. Like, like and, oh uh, my heart,
0: my heart can't take
1: it. <laughs> um, but Megan, though, Megan's happy. <laughs> Megan's like, hey. It, I can scrape stuff too. Watch me. Greg's picks staying. Up. I'm
0: staying. Yeah. yeah. She she, I like how scraper. she just picks like a piece, a loose piece of wallpaper that's hanging. She just gently rips it off. She's like, yeah. I'll help. I <laughs> like, okay.
1: She is not. That should be interesting. She is not going to be the most productive.
0: No. But she's She saying. won't. And to be fair, most people won't from this point forward. So <laughs> it's Richard fair. Has not stopped making like this whole time. Richard is still preoccupied with like what's going on with Ruby and Noel. Why does my well, buddy look so depressed?
1: Exactly. It's more about his buddy. Yeah. yeah. He's he's not. Look, Ruby. He has said from the start was gonna
2: be trouble.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He predicted I this. Told Noel so, and he Hope is I'm
0: throwing so. out actual guesses mm-hmm. like. Really inappropriate, blunt (laughs) guesses about what's going on with Noel. And he eventually rolls around to, is she pregnant?
1: Well, she's not pregnant, is she? Elena just kind of doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And a few people who
0: are in the room who know what this is now... In this room, we've got Felicity and Ben and Greg and Elena, who all mm-hmm. do know that that's the correct guess. So they just kind of look down mm-hmm. and avoid eye contact. Mm-hmm. Avoid eye contact. But then Richard sees all this as a confirmation. He's like, "Oh my god, she's pregnant! Everybody, she's pregnant! She's pregnant! Everyone!" And you're like, "Oh boy, yeah, this guy and his megaphone." And Noel and is, can hear
1: them. Yeah, yeah. Noel hears the whole thing.
0: Was the he's, next just, room. he's laying down on his
1: i don't know southwest blanket i uh, do not understand why he decided to take that from his old room to this new one but he did mm-hmm. and he's I, I can't really get a sense of what he's thinking like he's i don't know maybe he's just processing i'm not getting much from him at this point
0: yeah Well, I don't know if we're meant to. I think it's sort of like the overwhelm of him. He's lying in this bed. He was there. He was there to retreat, but everybody—the conversation is all about him, and he can hear it all happening. He can hear everybody's stances along the way. Elena, a
1: lot of stances.
0: There were a lot from like everybody's own personal viewpoint. Like Elena is saying how irresponsible it is for Ruby to have the baby, which you know that blows. Richard, she's having the baby. Like, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, so everybody's jumping in. Everybody's weighing in. Tracy's putting his... uh, I think you had made a note of Tracy's thoughts on it. Uh. Yeah,
1: Tracy uh, says, you know... Well, so it kind of... It starts coming down to numbers. So first... um, Yeah, Elena just throws out there... It's irresponsible to have baby when you're a freshman. Richard screams it's insane. Um, You know, Sean to his credit says you know what it really is it's none of our business mm-hmm.
2: uh
1: but he has drowned out mm-hmm. and you know elena says look most people would not have this baby to which greg replies actually 64 percent of teenagers will have that baby and 90 percent of them will raise that child and tracy gets in there with look you know, my parents got married when my mom was pregnant at 17, and they're still together and in love, and they have three more kids. May have gotten a little confused at, at the order at this point, but
0: Elena. There's a lot jumps- of crosstalk in this scene. There's a lot yes. of like different voices jumping in and overlapping a little bit. So it would be hard to pull Absolutely. out what any one person is saying.
1: But Elena is here saying well hold up like you're aren't you pro-choice uh you think it's okay that she has this baby and tracy says well yeah but that means there's a choice you know he's he's kind of pointing pointing stuff out and um and Ben would like greg to weigh in on whether or not it's You know, normal for you know what's what's the percentage of parents who end up staying together?
0: And this is a really a direct conversation that's happening now between Ben and Greg because Ben is like only focused on Greg in this whole conversation. Because at the point when Greg says, you know, sixty four percent of women end up having the baby, and what about whatever he he gives a stats teenagers teenagers, and Ben's like, oh really? And what percentage of those uh, people stay together, Greg. Like, he, he, is, he is mocking him um, by asking for more stats. So he's not doing it in good faith. He's he's like,
1: give us another stat, Greg. Yeah, and Greg's like, what's your problem, Ben?
0: And then we get the line that so many of us love.
2: and I was hearing for the first time.
0: Mm-hmm. My problem is that 63% of me thinks you're a dick. <laughs> it's still <so> funny. <laughs> fish <laughs> laughed so hard at there were two points in this episode where oh fish God. laughed so hard that one was really satisfying because this is a line <laughs> that a lot of us quote and it's here guys 63 percent of me thinks you're a dick
2: i just did not expect it at all
0: yes it was like wow you're
1: that's actually that's good, good it one. was it was good
0: right it was yeah, a good singer bad. He has yeah. Greg doesn't really know what to do with that. Um, <laughs> you know, but they're they're all continuing to unpack it. Richard at one point is like, Ruby has Noel trapped like a rat. And then he just exits to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, he's like, gotta pee. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <Nothing leaves. laughs>
0: he sure does. And then Julie weighs in, he's been a little quiet to this point, but you know. She she's been through her own, you know, her own stuff here and she's still triggered by everything that happened with Eric and Zach and Julie Ways and she's like, Noel got Ruby like it's not just about Noel. Like Noel got Ruby pregnant.
1: Yeah. Ruby is the one who has to deal with the consequences. Noel is not a victim here.
0: Yeah. And then that prompts Noel to come out of his room and he says no, I didn't. It's not mine.
1: And there is his introduction to Greg. So, like, I don't know. He's had some some interesting introductions to Tracy and to Greg.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's don't a know. lot. He didn't ask for this party. No, so, he did sorry, not.
1: Guys. He really and, didn't.
0: And after all of this, mm. Ruby knocks on the door and it is so awkward
1: yeah i was actually gonna give an award here for the most awkward moment so far in the series um ruby comes in still in an amazing leather jacket i just i mean i have to say but i mean noel put the party on life support and Ruby staked it through the heart cut off its head and buried it in a
0: dumpster everybody and lit just
1: the dumpster on fire just by
0: showing up she shows up and everybody's just staring at her because the whole conversation has been about her <laughs> yeah. like she walks right into the middle of that probably can see that it's it's all come apart and everybody starts she's like okay let's go talk Noel they go back to Noel's room to have a private conversation and everybody just leaves they just within 20 seconds the whole room is cleared out yeah Yeah.
1: JC's like gotta go grabs his jacket beeline straight out the door everyone follows
0: yeah it's just every single person's gone except
1: well so (laughs) but, but before we get there i don't know there was no direction in the script for this But when I was watching everyone walk out that door, it was very interesting. Like Ben stepped back and held the door and let Felicity go in front of him. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Not one other single person held the door for anyone else Mm -hmm. or even like thought about it. Yeah. Again, it it was just like Ben being the only one thinking about anyone. And it was Felicity um but you're right i was wrong not everyone left
0: because richard's still in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> richard comes out of the bathroom there's nobody in the room anymore <laughs> and from being this really vibrant party to richard standing alone in a room that's disheveled yeah he's I mean- stumbling about looking for people And he
1: he takes a minute. Like, he kind of takes a few steps. And he's like, maybe they're under this pile of
0: wallpaper. No? Okay. (laughs) Guess I'll go too. Yeah, he just awkwardly sort of stumbles out of the apartment like, guess this is the party (laughs) ended?
1: I feel like this is not the first time this has happened to Richard.
0: No, <laughs> so? this, this was the second time in this episode that Fish laughed so hard, just, and the prolonged, like <laughs> the, they just the meal that that was made, like Rob Benedict made out of this moment of just Richard being confused <laughs> and alone in a room. It was like what a good twenty seconds, at least it was a while it, he he just it was so funny, and then he's oh. gone. And we're going to go back to Ravineville.
1: See, I enjoy when they, you know, they put this, you know, heavy drama stuff, but they also have just ridiculously funny moments. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they
0: balanced that stuff really well in this episode. And we're going to head into... Uh, you know, this is a serious conversation because Ruby's saying, Look, I thought for a minute after that appointment of uh, did I want to go through with it still knowing it's not your baby? And the answer is yes. I need to do this.
2: Yeah, I've got
1: problems with this one too. Because she doesn't just say it's not your baby. She says knowing how it happened. Mm-hmm. Which to me is kind of An admission of cheating? As far as I'm
0: concerned, she did cheat, and she apologized for... She apologizes for cheating and for not telling Noel about it.
1: uh, But then later, you know, we'll get to um, Ben and Noel's conversation about it. And... I don't know. Uh, Ben seems to have a little... Well, different interpretation, but...
0: Well, I mean, there's a lot of layers to this, but I I don't see how we could slice it anyway other than Ruby cheated on Noel. I mean, were I, they and
2: exclusive?
1: Hmm. They, ju- they had gone out, what, like once, twice, and then she's gone for two months?
0: They had had sex. Noel had said Felicity's name while they were kissing, and she's like, don't ever do that again.
2: You know, like, I, to
0: me, I think of this as cheating.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's fair.
1: Even if, I guess if, if they both feel that way, then it
0: is. And if anything, like, now granted, we know that on the other side of it, Noel was having this, like, weird stuff happening with Felicity, where these feelings were resurfacing. But Um, let's,
1: look, if, if. Ruby sleeping with someone else is cheating. Then Noel kissing Felicity is cheating. Sure. So they're yeah. both cheating on each other. Well,
0: and, and let's be fair, for the whole, you know, for all those episodes where we were, like, portraits, I was saying, what about Ruby?
1: Yeah, that's you know, like, definitely, like, an emotional affair.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right so, there. like, I, I, we came down on Noel for that. Well, hey. <laughs> like... <laughs> We also need to come down on Ruby for this. And I think that escalates once you know you're pregnant and he's not the only person you've slept with. And she really needs to have a conversation with him. You know, like what she does about the guy whose baby it actually is is another situation altogether. But she just made Noel think this was his baby when there was, you know, only so much of a chance that it was versus being a certainty. So it's like, she has a couple different things that she's making an apology for here, for cheating on him and for not telling him. And then she she says, I didn't tell you because I wouldn't have wanted you to tell me if you had a meaningless night with somebody. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there's that ship has um, sailed.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. The ship has all the way Ruby not i don't know like there was a kiss i don't know if it was meaningless
1: so Mm -hmm. i mean ruby had a meaningless night with someone
2: i don't know that noel
1: was in any way shape or form spending those two months having a meaningless emotional affair with Felicity that ends in having, a drunken kiss.
0: Yeah, having said that though, Ruby came back to take a final and walked in sort of on the vibe, like like not walked in on them kissing but like walked in on uh re-entered in a time frame where all that all that stuff was happening with Felicity and Noel, mm-hmm. picked up on it and directly approached Felicity about it. So yeah. uh like I don't know what kind of conversations she had with Noel about it because she was picking up on vibes from him. He wasn't sure if he wanted to take it like he it she it wasn't an unknown factor for her. It was enough on her radar that she was already addressing it. Noel had no idea that this stuff was happening in LA.
1: Well, this one night that she didn't tell him cuz she wouldn't want to know. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like the, the moment she got pregnant, that, that goes out the window.
0: That changes the game significantly. I, so, so she says all that. Noel's kind of absorbing it. This is kind of a monologue from Ruby, I think, right? Cause Noel doesn't say a whole Noel lot. Noel
1: says nothing yeah. except like, okay, to I'll pass you the tissues And I didn't see any expression on his face.
0: Yeah, he is taking it in. his world has been turned upside down and then flipped sideways. You know, it's it's just like, what's happening? Um, Ruby, after all this, says, you know, I really thought we were falling in love. I still want to make it work. If we can. You know, she's just saying, think about it.
1: And just leaves. Um, And she leaves through the same mess that Richard just walked through, which was not funny this time because I kind of felt that the state of the apartment was kind of representing the state of their lives at that moment. Yes. I felt it was very appropriate.
0: This apartment is a disaster now. Yes. It's an absolute disaster. And so is Ruby and Noel's lives. Um, we're going to we're going to transition from here to a scene at the loft. This is, you know, the way they showed us this shot. So, we're seeing Julie, she's up late at night. Um I think she's made tea for herself and she's drinking tea. Sean's eating cereal. Okay. Sean comes down and he pours himself a cup of hot water. So, I don't know. Um he so we're gonna see the shot of them sitting at the like the island in the kitchen, and I really noticed the way the kitchen is set up in the loft. I don't think I've really registered before that there are no cabinets. It's just well, remember all those it's shelves. so open. That's how I
1: could see the walk. Yeah, the giant orange walk that they stole from the guy. That they who came and cooked for them, and then they didn't give him the apartment.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it's kind of lovely, actually.
1: It is very like open concept, very modern looking, very airy. Um, yeah. I mean, the stairs are the same way, and I noticed that, like the stairs going upstairs, there's space in between them. I noticed that only because I have vertigo, and I would never be able to live there.
0: Yeah. Yeah so really it's it's a, a really open space, and i I just the way they shot this scene it puts it kind of front and center in a way it made i don't know the loft felt like a character in this scene for some reason to me um but so Sean is also couldn't sleep and he's come down to get i don't know fix himself a snack or get some tea or whatever and Julie's just they're they're, they're both up late at night she was like yeah that conversation really stirred me up today Sean's like oh well, I think everybody was kind of stirred up
2: but she says you know I I think I I overreacted um
1: but Sean doesn't know what happened with Zach mm-hmm. and so Julie asks him you know did, did Ben ever Tell you what happened before I, you know, when I first have moved into the loft. Mm-hmm. Sean and,
0: says no. Ben hadn't told him anything about it.
1: As he shouldn't have. Right. Good job, Ben. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Julie. Oh, man. Julie tells she, him. Well, she's like, he sort of forced himself on me. And Sean's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What does that mean? I mean, sort of? (laughs) And and she comes out, I mean, she doesn't say the word abortion about the discussion, and she's still having trouble saying the word rape, but she does say it. She says, you know, he raped me, and I thought I was over it, and I'm not.
0: Yeah, and this this triggers Sean's like protective energy and he sits down, he's like, you know what? Same thing happened to my sister once. And now there's two guys I want to kill.
1: Yeah. I mean it's really interesting to me that you you were feeling the airiness and the like the openness of the loft here because I felt like this was a really intimate moment where they were very close to each other mm-hmm. and it felt very small and protected. Um, and maybe it was just like once he sat down and we didn't see the rest of, of the loft. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she says, I think you're right. I, I am going to go talk to someone. And, and then she just says, thank you.
0: And yeah. She was like, thank you for suggesting that I get some help.
1: Well, I, th- I thought she said, thank you. And he said, for what? And she just looks at him and says, just, just thank you. Just kind of like a blanket. Thank you. Uh,
0: I, I interpreted that as she was thanking him for, suggesting that she get support. Okay. Um, and because she's really thinking about doing it now, right? She's had that conversation with Felicity where she confirmed that there were counselors at the clinic. She mm-hmm. knows where she can get help him saying that the first time happened before she asked Felicity. So it's like, it's on her mind where she's like, you know what? Cause, cause Sean, Sean didn't even go through like that first scene where we saw him ask her about it. He wasn't like, are you Okay he could see that she wasn't. And it's like, I don't need to spend time with you letting you kind of squirm around that question. It's like, I see that you're struggling. How, how can you get the support you need?
2: So maybe
1: Ben isn't the only perceptive one.
0: Yeah, maybe not. I, I so interesting. Cause you don't see a whole lot of perceptive Sean to this point, but I do <laughs> think like the stuff yeah. that he says in this episode is like,
1: Voice of reason, sort of stuff. um Yeah. Well, so, I mean, he nice. has someone he cares about. And, you know, I feel like his entrepreneurial spirit, right, is to solve problems. And so he's seeing there's a problem
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he's suggesting a solution. Like, kind of feels when he notices things, I think he does come up with very good solutions it's just not always that he notices things
0: yeah that makes sense so we're gonna go to dean deluca again yeah and ben is just so fired up uh it's it's another ben and felicity scene and he's like Felicity
1: has forgiven greg again and ben has a few words to say about greg
0: well, first of all, he's like, don't accept. You don't need to accept it. I wouldn't accept the apology. Greg's a dick. Like, yeah. don't accept his apology. <laughs> but she did. She did. And he's like, you're so. You're threatened. It's like you're jealous or something. He's like. Yeah, she- no, he's just so arrogant.
2: He's a loser. Mm-hmm. He's stuck up. He's an elitist. Mm-hmm. He's
1: he's only apologizing because he wants something from you it and and felicity's just kind of laughing at him she's like yeah okay part of a conspiracy theory
0: yeah all right joking it off and then there's sort of a beat that you know they pause in that conversation and ben's like well so do you want to go to planet of the apes tonight or or whatever day he says She's like, well, I'm helping Greg with his files. And Ben's like, see? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Only apologized.
1: So you would help him.
0: Yeah, she's like, I offered. He's like, he knew you would offer. (laughs) It's so fun. These two. This Ben, it's so funny to me. He's just... Coming unglued.
1: Um, (laughs) It does. He Greg does drive him nuts, which I find really funny. Bananas. And and Felicity is like, why? I mean, she can see it. She's like, (laughs) why
2: this guy? Like, what don't you like about him? Yeah. (laughs) Then goes his hair. Yep. <laughs> like, That's what it is. His hair, his, his hair.
1: It's
0: like, I don't, I don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> his arrogant loser, stuck-up, elitist hair.
0: Yeah, there are, are a lot of signals that Felicity is missing here, and for goodness' sake, I mean, yes, in The thanks. next time <laughs> we see Greg have a conversation with Felicity, thank goodness he starts to alert her to all like. She just, she's just, I just think she is not prepared. She's got so much happening in her own life. I don't think, I think she's letting these signals wash over her. She doesn't want to absorb them because she can't add something else. Like there's not another thing that she, she's already full. She's <laughs> full to the brim. So Ben can drop the most heavy handed hints ever, and it's like i can't with this like she won't absorb it she won't process it she's letting it slide so like he's doing all this stuff that like us as viewers it's like um he's pretty focused on her right now <laughs> like, and she's I just mean, like to oh you Oh conspiracy yeah. theorist yeah
1: to the point of like any male near her is just going to feel his wrath pretty much and,
0: and she just kind of has to dismiss it all as like unimportant information. Because she, what else? She kind of
1: laughs it all. Yeah. It's like, look, I got to work with Greg every day. Th- this is the situation. Okay, I'm forgiving him. Yeah. It's this is just what it is. Yeah. His hair's going to it's going to be his hair.
0: It's going to be his hair. Well, actually he's going to get a haircut later. Um <laughs> <laughs> Not that Ben has anything to do with that, but uh, hey, whatever. So Noel is actually going to show up at Dean and DeLuca right about now. And he sees Felicity first because Ben's in the back room, in the, like, in the stock room.
1: And also, like, at what point has Felicity noticed that Ben and Noel are, like, friends now? Like, she doesn't know. So Noel walks in and she's like, ah, Noel's here to see me.
0: Mm-hmm. Nope. And Noel asks for Ben. She points him back to the back. I mean, we haven't really seen her notice, but we did see her um, in a conversation with Ben, acknowledge like, it was really good, but you did talking to Noel.
1: Yeah, but that was um, like first time, yeah. you know, and she knew what was going on with Ruby. and But like here, we don't even hear what mm. Ben and Noel are saying to each I other. I like
0: that. I like Me that they too. did that. They she points them back to the back to the stock area to the back room. And you can see Noel and Ben at the door and you can see Felicity looking at them, unable to hear what's being said. And I just thought that was a really nice choice.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're like the point like we already know what <laughs> what Ben and Noel are talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And and we're in the position of Felicity watching these two men from her life become friends. And I love that that scene ends on sort of this sort of, it's kind of a smile. It's sort of a quirk of her lip. Mm-hmm. It's she, I don't know whether she's happy or it's kind of a, huh moment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but we all see it. So yeah, she's glad I to feel see like this having is going to happen. Yeah. I feel like now the friendship that never was has now been established.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: I'm going to be happy about this. I'm going to like the two of them actually interacting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so we're going to go from here to back at the clinic where full and Greg are It's probably it's nighttime and they're alone entering files.
2: Yeah,
1: middle of the night. The only light that is there is from Excel on the computer, just lighting lighting the two of them up as they sit right next to each other, two different two different computers.
0: Mm -hmm. They're just doing data entry, but they're also having quite the get to know you conversation. Little chat, little chat while doing the data entry. Greg's first thing he wants to know is he basically asks if she's dating Ben.
1: Well, he does ask. He said, are you and Ben going out?
0: She's like, what? What are you doing? Yeah. How could it. that possibly like, be? Why would you even say that? He's like, um, I just see you two together. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I just notice
1: how, how he, he is acts?
0: with you and like how you... It's like, well, she, he it's doesn't say lady. anything
1: about her. Says, <laughs> you know, I just I see how Ben acts around you.
0: Yeah,
1: and she's like meh, not a thing. Yeah, not well. But here's here's the thing, though. She then says again, nicely offhand. So, Greg, you dating anyone?
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm. I'm picking up on the Greg Felicity vibes. Like they're starting here. So she may not have room for Ben, but she's got room for his crazy haired nemesis.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Well, uh, but they're going to keep going in this get to know you conversation. And he, when he answers her question, he's like, I'm not dating anybody either. You know, he kind of alludes to him having been a mess in the past. He says, it it shouldn't even be allowed for somebody with such a massively screwed up past to be in a relationship.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, he says they did date for eight months, which mm-hmm. he said a is a record mm-hmm. for him. But I like how he says this. He's like, I'm no good. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm no good. I'm a mess. And
2: Which, uh, you know, at
0: this point, the audience, like us, we're... Our curiosity is meant to be piqued because we hear this comment earlier about how Pavone had, you know, given Felicity some context about him and, you know, like he's saying this stuff.
1: And we hear about his dad's recovery in high school. We assume from some sort of medical condition because he wants to be a doctor afterward.
0: Yeah, Um, there's a lot going on here.
1: what What I really like about Felicity in this moment is. She doesn't push it. She doesn't ask. She's like, "All right, like I'm not."
0: Well, she does knows. kind of. She does have the follow up of like, "Well, what's your massively screwed up past?" And he's just like, eh. he He yeah. he brushes that question away, but she doesn't continue on that path.
2: Yeah, I mean, she politely
1: inquires because mm-hmm. he did say something.
0: Yeah, I mean, but- it would be weird sort of weird not to say something um because he left this thing dangling so significantly but um when he's not prepared to answer it she doesn't push him
1: which just leaves us wondering well me wondering what what is this what's
0: mm. going on greg we'll get more information what's going on um I don't know if it's all going to line up perfectly, because they're going to show us things over different episodes that all have different, you know, writers and directors. And we've already spotted an inconsistency. So I, I we will see. We'll see if it ends up hanging together. Um, but I think the essence of all this still lines up like he's got some, he's got some mistakes in his past. Uh, he's got direction and focus now. And he annoys the hell out of Ben by existing. <laughs> Um, and you know, Felicity is is intrigued by him, or she respects his. She does respect his authority.
1: Um, She, I think, she respects his passion
0: mm
2: -hmm.
1: because she shares it. Yeah, and that's something to bond over. And unfortunately, Ben doesn't have a passion, so Mm -hmm. it's hard to bond. If you have something that you're really passionate about and you care about, it's hard to bond with
2: someone. Doesn't have anything. Yeah. That they care about. Yeah.
0: Um. Well. This is going to bring us to. A beautiful final scene. I think. Yes.
1: On one of my favorite. If not my favorite. Set. Isn't it
0: gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get back to that basketball court. That inner city basketball court. And. It's another night nice shot. They keep giving us these. These great beautifully lit night shots Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and ben Ben has
1: found he has finally found someone to play basketball with yes and it's not it's not who you would have thought but yes we're going to see athletic Knoll.
0: it's true they're shooting him sort of but talking Uh While shooting hoops. And Noel, they're in serious unpacking mode about all this stuff with Ruby. It's we're, They're totally focused on what Noel's going through right now. And Noel's like, you know, I can walk away, right? I can walk away?
2: I mean, she cheated, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's got a question mark. He's like, she, she cheated
1: on me. Uh, and Ben is kind of like, did she? I mean, you guys... Aren't going out that long and you know so there's sort of that question left in the air and and i was like you know i kind of i feel bad about this but i'm i'm really you know i'm relieved the pressure's off but i'm also
2: confused because i'm i'm really pissed off
0: and he says he still cares about ruby
1: well, and Ben's like, maybe it's because you care, mm-hmm. you know, just we got insightful Ben, just boom, 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 knocking him down here.
0: And in a way, um, it's almost like Ben's also sort of devil's advocating. It's like, well, have you considered this? You know, sort of um, Ben makes a point here to say, OK, here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to walk away too early before you figured it out, because you could regret that.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling he's not talking about Kelly
2: here. Yeah, I think he's really focused on null right now. I think he's I think he's thinking about felicity. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That okay. Was, yeah. That was my thought. That no, that's me. I think a
0: totally fair interpretation of this. And I think it plays both ways, right? I think um he's basically saying like if you're not sure, give it a minute.
1: Yeah, like maybe don't go to Mexico all summer.
0: Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> hey. I mean, it's sort of like a do you need to go back to Ruby tomorrow and give her some sort of answer? Or can you take a minute and feel more conviction about where you want to head with this? Because you know Ruby's gonna make these huge choices right now. Like she's got big, big questions in front of her. And if Noel bows out, the Ruby train is gonna keep moving.
1: And this is the second time in this episode that noel asks ben what do i do
2: is what the now? hell am i supposed to do and and says shoot gives him the ball i mean you gotta you gotta work out <laughs> work out the anxiety some
1: way you know just reflect and get some activity in um but no, at neither time does he actually tell Noel what to do.
0: <laughs> Nor do I think he should. I mean, no. that's not that's not Ben's thing to do. Although I think that from the advice or like from the way that he's been asking his questions, he's been trying to open Noel up to yeah. like, there are other angles. Here are some of them. And so I think he... I do think of him as sort of not exactly devil's advocating, but it's just like, OK, you're looking at this situation with one particular viewpoint and let's look at it from another angle. And but I think
1: Noel's agreeing with him, mm-hmm. you know, he's just he's like, yeah, I do. I do care about her. I guess that's what it is. I mean, it doesn't mean that he has to get back together with her, but it can be why he's pissed off. Um you it's know, okay ben for is. this to be
0: complicated. You know, it's okay for this to be many things at once. It is it just is that way, you know, like that's how this situation is designed.
1: And I like this because I think this is something that that we don't see a lot. Um and it was actually pointed out in another podcast I listened to a while ago, um, the Nerd Incorrect podcast, where they did a whole episode on the fact that there there just really aren't a lot of moments and shows of guys helping guys. Um, You know, like women can go to each other or like a man can go to a woman, but like guys helping guys.
0: Basically just, got the OC for that. And that's pretty much it.
1: But like this is kind of, you know, this is pre-OC mm-hmm. sort of like in this period of time. With the way we were growing up, this is uh the nerd incorrect podcast is done by by a guy um I think a, a little older than us, and you know his point was like the like I didn't have male you know role models <laughs> to look up to about how to support or be supported
2: yeah. by
1: other guys and I like the Ben provides some advice here and just you know they're playing basketball they're they're being together they're talking like i i just i like what they're the show's doing with it
0: yeah and i love the way they close this part out because there's been music underpinning this the whole time that's going to swell now as soon as they start just playing basketball and the dialogue fades away We're going to watch them playing and we're going to hear a song from Sarah Sleen in the background It's called before your time. And the chorus is, I think it's the chorus, um, is, is really swelling at this point. And I, I was just looking up the lyrics to this and they're maybe born before your time. How unfair to our human eyes, how I wish you were all right. Cause I worry. I thought that was an interesting play from two angles. It's like, okay, it's happening with, you know, it's under this Ben and Noel scene. But this idea of like maybe born before your time is also pretty direct towards like this unplanned pregnancy.
1: Yeah, maybe they were going at it from a lyric perspective, but um, we we were so close to the end of this before i have to say i completely disagree with you um i just couldn't with this music uh i think this is the original song still i you know i just because it's two guys on a basketball court in the middle of the night shooting hoops and it's like this flowy ethereal female vocal like, completely not at all situated for a basketball court.
2: Mm,
0: yeah, I, I was love it. was just
2: like, like, what, what are we doing here? Like...
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Well, we can't agree on everything. We both had the quiche thing together, so that's I it. This is where know. it
1: comes apart. We were so close to a whole episode where we had, like, a bunch of stuff we agreed on.
0: Yeah. Well, shall we head into the... What the glove did they
1: say? Segment. I think that's a good idea.
0: Okay.
1: So I've got three. They're first ones longer, the next two are pretty short. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, this is Felicity and Ben, and they're, they're talking about Greg. Mm-hmm. And Felicity's just, she is, this is at the beginning. So she's, she's not a Greg fan at the moment and felicity says it's just greg he's so unbelievably arrogant you know ben says and you're just realizing that felicity it's like he gets pleasure out of people and ben says yeah he does so quit
2: felicity no because that's exactly what he wants me to do. Then, so what?
1: Felicity. So I'm not going to give him that satisfaction. He can just keep, going, but I'm gonna keep going to keep back.
2: Oh. yeah Wow. So maybe that'll
1: come up in another episode. We'll see. Okay. So the second one is Elena and Noel. We talked a little bit about this. Helena says, they've done studies. People with blue are much happier than people with black Oh. Noel
2: says, who has black Melissa? Hmm. Who has black
0: Who has black Yeah. Uh, and then say Satan.
2: Ooh, nice. And, and what
1: are those
0: needle nose pliers
1: black needle nose pliers yes as opposed to the blue ones that the angels totally different got it yep last one just one sentence by greg personally i think anyone the massively screwed up shouldn't be allowed to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. i mean legally so
2: okay
1: you know, on the one hand, we've got maybe some romantic feelings going on, and on the other, we've got uh, Greg's massively screwed up to deal with. Well,
0: sometimes it's happen- Sometimes it happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not black. Yeah. And needle nose pliers, because that would mean he's Satan.
0: Wow. Well, guys, that was the what the club did they say segment, and whew, and the beautiful song that goes with it. Thank you. You know, that's how it is. Guess what, Fish? It's
1: her favorite second time.
0: Yay! After you listen to this tape, you have to erase it. It's time for audience feedback. Um, got several that I've pulled up for this one. A couple on... Okay, here's a couple on Pavone. Because, you know, we just saw her sort of enter our screens recently. And... So one here, um, at that girl bunny on Instagram says regarding Pavone. Definitely one of my favorite characters. I think she helped Felicity in so many ways through so many things. She helped define the rest of the season for her, in my opinion. You can't unsee some of the realizations Felicity's having right now with Pavon.
2: I, I don't have that much insight into the rest of this season, but I will take your
0: word for it. I mean, like the stuff that she's learning about her parents. You know, her parents don't just disappear for the rest of the season, right? Like, there's more to be had there, and, um, you know, she's bringing some really major things to light for Felicity to grapple with. So, I definitely appreciate that take from at that girl, Bunny. Yeah. And at Vanessa Manet says, Pavone said it best. How does it feel to be the perfect little daughter? Always doing whatever her parents wish. Like her dad falsely coming to New York and not telling her the real reason behind it. She got away from her parents so she could be someone different. It really felt bad for her dad, though. The mom was super harsh.
1: I remember reading that on Instagram. Do I just not remember her mom being really harsh? When,
0: what did her mom say? I think that the way that we get her mom being harsh is through her dad's commentary. Like, this is your mom's decision. This is, this is your mom's choice. And Felicity then comes at her mom saying, you're breaking up the family. Like, it's very much put on her mom that this is like her mom initiating all this.
2: I don't know. I think her mom
1: does a pretty good job of explaining why. Um,
0: I think so, too. Um, I think it's... Uh, I think her mom's finding herself right now. I don't know that it's necessarily harsh. Um, I think it's just reality. But, you know... I, at Vanessa I, I just Mane can't...
1: Is, I can't muster up the empathy for Edward Porter at this point. But... I appreciate uh, Vanessa for being able to do that.
0: Yeah, but, you know, Vanessa's also putting that in the context of, like, you know, prevent, challenging Felicity on, like, you're always doing whatever, like, like, what your parents, like, need and expect you to do. And, like, some of this is really.
1: Not the uh, responsibility?
0: Yeah. and And that whole, like, her dad falsely coming to New York. And not telling her the real reason
2: behind it, I think it's okay for Felicity to yeah, question
0: some of these things. You
1: know. Yeah, unfortunately, her dad actually does tell her <laughs> little too soon mm. uh, for for her mom to be able to join. But um, but yeah, he he certainly shows up many many many. Many times before he actually does tell Felicity uh, the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we have another comment here. There's like two more I want to do. So there's one from insta.nicky. Just a one liner, very simple. We definitely deserve the awesome Dr. Bravone and hot Tracy since Greg is coming. Oh. <laughs>
1: okay so i don't know is greg gonna get worse like
0: i think greg's gonna stay about like this to be honest um i mean i think i'm
1: not minding greg so much i don't he's, know. he's got
0: his moments where he's not the coolest mm-hmm. but i have to say guys okay for those who want to hate on greg no free. i'm not i'm not saying i love greg and fish sure, i don't know that you're loving greg either we're seeing we're seeing flaws but here's what i want to tell all of you if not for Greg, we wouldn't have gotten 63% of me thinks you're a dick. This is why I love Greg. Because he really stokes the fire in Ben in a way that I find amazing. I just love it.
2: Yeah.
0: I love what Greg Greg's presence does to Ben. And I love how that moves things forward across so many different character stories. And, and it allows Scott Speedman
1: to just be hilarious. I mean.
0: Next time you're all thinking, <laughs> more Greg, I'm just going to repeat to you, 63% of me thinks you're a dick. And that is how you know you needed him.
1: <laughs> I would say that, you know, I know analogies have been removed from the SAT or whatever, but I'm I'm just going gonna, gonna to keep going with the analogies. I think uh Greg is to Ben as Beats are
2: to Noel. Okay. Mmm.
0: Okay. Hmm. And it's only gonna get more so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's all just think about that.
0: I like that. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Mm. I've got one more here on a different character. So, this is a comment about Ruby at Galinsky underscore says, I kind of love her. She has an innocence and joy about her. She really added to the mix of personalities already in the group. Okay. The reason I'm bringing this up now, I've been holding on to this comment for a while. And I wanted to re- resurface it now that we're getting the seedy underbelly. <laughs> Of her choices, like, innocence and joy. That is the Ruby they presented to us in the beginning. What do you think about her after this episode?
2: I mean, it's
1: just so hard for me not to see Ruby in that scene. when She's on her bed crying saying that everyone is thinking i'm crazy for having this baby but i know in my heart that this is what i'm supposed to do and and for her to say that it's like her purpose and and like you know i I don't know it's the way they light her too i think you know Mm -hmm. she's got this very like hazy white light around her a lot of the time and maybe it's just a reaction to her hair but like she does seem very innocent which again can come off as flippant Hmm. especially in these really you know difficult conversations with noel um you know she is apologizing she is talking about some emotions that she had you know not knowing if if the relationship was real you know, having regret um being seems like you know scared to see what he's gonna do
2: mm-hmm. but
1: it does all come off as again kind of surface level and and innocent in a way just like made a mistake once Is so different than because I feel like she is such a simple character in comparison to many of the others. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got Noel going on this entire emotional affair with Felicity, which I find so much worse than like a one night mistake before she really knew that even Noel, that Noel even cared about her. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's either part of her character that they meant to have, or it's, um, just not digging enough into her, her backstory and, and giving her enough depth
0: as a character. They definitely don't give her more depth.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I, I do still see her that way. And I agree with it. And I feel like she is still like a baby deer, like wandering about.
0: Mm. Okay. Seems fair. Yeah. And I think the whole bit about purpose, that's why I started to um, like allude to this in the last episode where it was like, where she's, where she's unpacking, like, I, I, I thought maybe doing that movie would like, tell me what to do. Like it would give me a purpose. And actually it did because she got pregnant while on that movie set. And I think if you're looking for a sign, if you're hurt and you're looking for a sign, you'd be thinking, well, if this happened during that time and I was looking for a signal on what I'm supposed to do with my life and this was this was put in front of me during that time, then I have to think that this is what I'm meant to be doing.
1: Yeah, I feel like Ruby is the kind of person who would be very easily recruited by a cult.
0: I can see that... I would agree with that. I think there's a naivete about her. Um Cool. Well, hey, we love the feedback. You yeah. all are amazing. We can't do this without you. We don't want to do yep. this without you. But let's let's write the episode ourselves. Let's see where we land. I want you to rate this one first because I might um surprise some people here. Interesting.
1: Okay. This is one of my favorite episodes. Ah. I i laughed so hard <laughs>
2: i laughed
1: so hard with richard just they just left him there mm-hmm. and the 63 percent of me thinks you're a dick mm-hmm. i love the foreshadowing at least what i think is foreshadowing with greg i don't mind greg and um if we got to see more tracy and it was sexy tracy like
2: you know taking a little whiff of elena mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i'm I, I like the stuff with sean and julie and
1: i i'm the buddy buddy that's going on with noel and and ben finally has someone to play basketball with <laughs> i'm it, there's so many like good things going on in this episode it's got to be my second 10
0: Guess what, Fish?
1: Is this your second time?
0: Yes. (gasps) Guys. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This is a 10 across the board episode for us. Hey, I don't know where this ranks for listeners. I have no idea, especially now that we know so many people dislike Greg as much as they do. But this episode had, to me, a seamless balance of comedy and drama. Yeah. It, I never questioned how we got from a dramatic moment to a funny beat or back. They gave us some of the moments we have laughed the hardest. And they gave us some really deeply connected, beautiful scenes. Like so much Ben and Noel stuff that we've never gotten to have before. The Ruby and Noel stuff that came off a lot better without that music in the background. You know, like they they gave us yeah. really serious, heavy stuff throughout and they got everybody into this episode you know yeah. like no we didn't so see pavone. many no, of us at the see. same time yeah like no we didn't see pavone no we didn't see her parents but of all the people who are like top of the call sheet they all had something to do in this episode together and it was just really nice to see it and i loved the energy of having the scene in the apartment where everybody was there all at once. We don't. We haven't had a lot of that recently. We've had a lot of keeping people off in their silos. So to see all these characters interacting was so fun. I just. That's our first ten out of ten for both of us. That's our first time we've had
1: the same rating.
0: Probably. Period. Wow. I thought I wasn't sure. I don't know what people think about this episode. We. I'd love for. For you all to tell us what you thought about it, because, you know, we're coming in hot
2: <laughs> We're yeah. rating
0: for this one. Are we, what do you think? Are we off the mark? Are we accurate? Do you like this episode, folks? Like, what? What? Um, what's your stance? You can share that with us. Oh, I forgot to tell you what my rating was. I got so excited. Oh, the unit of measurement. Unit of measurement is layers of wallpaper.
2: Oh, okay. So
0: we've got, like, 20 layers of wallpaper here?
1: I mean, sure. For this let's, one.
0: Let's do it. I mean, I'm
1: blown I don't away. know what a fish would do with wallpaper. Uh, but, hey, look, it's so ugly. Just, like, sink it to the bottom of the ocean, and and I'll uh, fish poop around it.
0: That's it. That's all we do. Okay. Yeah. So, folks, it's this is a historic day for us. Um, but we, we would really love to hear what you all think. Because maybe we're really off base. I don't know. Um, So share with us any feedback, any Felicity art, your thoughts about this episode, thoughts about Greg, thoughts about anybody at themelissafish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L, two S's. themelissafish at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Felicity Podcast. And if you want to know when we're going to drop, whenever we drop a new episode, we send out a newsletter. So you can sign up for that. It, wherever you're listening to this podcast, look for the show notes, whatever's written about it, and we have a link in there. So that uh, that is some of the details. If you want to help other people find our podcast, maybe other Felicity fans who are looking for this type of content, uh, just go ahead and rate or review us if you have that option wherever you're listening to this podcast so more people can discover and be part of the conversation. And next time, we are going to talk about an episode called Things change. Now, I know that's very general fish.
2: They've all been general.
0: <laughs> what would you think is going to happen in an episode called things change?
2: Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, Greg and Felicity will start dating
1: and Ben will permanently become the mind blown emoji.
2: Okay. All right. Ooh. I mean, this would be really sad. I mean, Ruby could lose the baby.
0: Oh, that would certainly be a thing changing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we've got some predictions in there, and we're just going to see how it pans out, but...
1: Yeah, I'm not predicting the second one. I don't like that.
0: It's not something you want to have to watch? I don't want to watch that, no. Okay. Well, anything else you wanted to say about this one?
1: Well, I had a question. So... Was this a surprise 10 for you this round? Or did you know? I didn't know late? that
0: this was going to be a 10.
1: So you still have another 10.
0: hmm
1: Wow. Because I was going to say, like, you've, you told me you only had two episodes that you knew were going to be tens. And I was like, so it's all downhill from here. Um. No, this isn't
0: where I thought I was going to find a 10. And then I was watching it and I was going to, I was going to give it a lower rating at first. And then I was like, wait, what am I doing? What was wrong with this? There was nothing wrong with this. I was this like, was I so can't good. find a single yeah. thing. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. And our reactions while we were watching, it really proved how effective this episode was for us. So yeah, I'm, I, I didn't know this was going to be, this was a surprise 10 and I'm happy to be surprised by tens yeah. and it held up in our chat it because did. i feel like we really had a lot to say about it and um we agreed a lot my gosh finish. i know who That's, are we today i don't
1: i feel like a little bit out of body experience like it's i i'm loving it but it's also slightly disconcerting that i agree with you on so many things
0: yeah, this is what it must have felt like when the Big Bang happened, if it happened at
1: all. Yeah, feels a little, a little, yeah. A little, uh,
0: yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's all
2: right.
1: Well, we'll fix it next time because things will change.
0: That's it. <laughs> oh, look at you. Um, huh. Well, until next time, Fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye.
2: Bye, everyone.